Welcome to the seventh episode of the Unseen Life Experience podcast. Today we have a very special and interesting guest. His name is Ngacha Itu. He's a very kind and dependable young man whom I met through a Toastmasters community. His current unseen life experience is that he walks using two walking sticks and he has a very interesting story that we will get right into. Karibu sana. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. I know I have really pushed you to come. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. And yes, I was definitely going to come. I feel it's about time we shared this story. Exactly. This interesting. It's, a, it's a powerful one. I hope so. Awesome. So let's get right into it. Tell me about your life experience from when you had the accident to where you are now. Okay, so a few years ago, five years ago, I was in an accident. Uh, I injured my back, my spine. At the scene of accident, I realized after impact that my leg was broken and I couldn't move. I initially, I didn't know why. I didn't know what happened. I, I just was confused in the moment. So luckily, there was someone close by and they noticed what had happened and they quickly came, asked me if I was all right and ran to call for help. So the people who were first responders at the scene and didn't know what to do because I couldn't move. They could see my leg was broken. It was facing the other side. Luckily, I, I didn't, I, despite injury in my spine, and despite the pain, I didn't black out. I didn't zone out. And the people who came by, they wanted to pick me up and put me in a car and rush me to hospital. But from my earlier life experiences, I'd seen people in such situations, I knew that was not an ideal situation. So I requested them to call for an ambulance and I was going to wait. It was, it was quite a long wait for the ambulance. In fact, it took almost three hours before the ambulance arrived. When the ambulance arrived, I um, still remember the two young gentlemen who took care of me at the moment. They turned me around, uh, asked me a few questions, put me on a stretcher, wheeled me into an ambulance. In the ambulance, that's when they gave me some painkillers and rushed me to hospital. At the hospital, uh, the doctors did some first aid and referred me to one, an orthopedic surgeon and a neuro neurosurgeon because they told me I had injured my spine. At that moment, the neurosurgeon told me I was going to walk again. That's when I realized the impact of my accident. Why is he talking about walking again? I thought I just broke a limb and uh, I'll be on crutches or something for a few, for maybe a month or two, and then I'll be back to working. But this guy is talking about walking again as if it's a big deal. I was walking a few minutes ago. But, well, that's when I realized it's going to be a serious one, this one. So I called my family, informed them what had happened, and they showed up as soon as they could. And by that time, it was sinking in the magnitude of the accident. And 
I allowed them space to just take over, take care of me, uh, deal with the doctors, follow the instructions of the doctors, and etc. And I zoned out of the working on my... I only allowed my mind to think about my recovery, how I'm going to do whatever needs to be done to recover. And they will think about the doctor if something needs to be paid, if there are any things. Luckily, they were there for me and they took over. And that is as far I remember, as far back as I remember about the injury. Yeah, and from there, it's been quite an interesting recovery journey. Let's talk about that for a bit. How long were you in hospital and what was your what has your recovery been like like do you have to do a lot of physio what's your mobility like let's talk about that journey so uh, i was in hospital for one month and then i was sent home with some nurse aides in hospital i was not able to okay from my injury i was not able to move myself having injured my spine the lower part of my body was totally paralyzed i could not feel my legs i could not move them so and a few days later or a day after my accident i was a surgery was done on my back to try and fix the broken parts of the bones and for like two weeks i was in hospital and there was too much care i was being moved on the bed by several nurses turned so that because uh, i'm not able to turn myself so they would literally have to do it themselves and at three weeks three to four weeks that's when i started regaining some movements in my legs that's when i started feeling like uh, i could feel pain a plaque or something and the doctor said it's better I recover the rest at home because it's going to be a long recovery journey. Uh, at three weeks, that's when I started my physical therapy. That's when I was able to move the fixed joints. And I did physical therapy for four years straight from that day. Well, there were a few rest days as recommended by the physiotherapist, but for four years, I did physio like I take food. So you said four years. That means there's been one year where you've not been doing physio? Why is that? Yeah. So, well, when you give it your all and the results are visible, it's one thing. But when you repeat, repeat, repeat and nothing comes, you at some one point you'll have to accept this is the best you can achieve and... I, in my mind, I allowed myself to accept that I was there. So with the physio, we discussed it and we decided we are going to establish a training routine that I can do on my own without the help of the physio. When I say I was doing physio, it was literally the physio. I would go to a physiotherapy center or a physiotherapist would come to my place and we would target a certain muscle and exercise it and exercise it until something happens. And that's how I regained most of my movements uh, that I had, most of the muscles that were paralyzed. That's how I regained 
that function. So, so for those four years, I was dedicated. I'm telling you, I gave it my all. I, I believe it. I, I was eager to get back to working without working aids, without my two working sticks. But, well, at some one point, you'll have to accept what you... Provided you have a clear conscience, you give it your best. Well, you take what you get. Yeah. And I'm sure you still have some immense gratitude for this far you've come, knowing oh, yeah. where you started from. Oh, yeah. So the journey immediately after hospital, uh, bed rest, just you only get out of bed when there's physio. After bed rest, I was allowed to be shifted to getting out of bed, being put on a wheelchair, I go out for some sun, come back. Uh, after a few more months, I was allowed to use a walking frame the one that has four legs i would walk with that go out bask a few months later i graduated to walking sticks crutches yeah, those crutches they give you more support than walking sticks so i did walking sticks for maybe a an year and a half and then after that i graduated to walking sticks they give you less support the idea behind the less support is so that your body the muscles are strained and they try and you know, do the work in themselves. So currently, despite using two working sticks, the times I use one just to keep stress in my body more so that it can try and activate some muscles if it's possible. If it's not, well and good. Let's talk about the support that you've received since. What has that looked like? Have you joined support groups? Uh, who ha who have been there for you mostly? Let's talk about that. So initially, after I started getting out of the house, I thought about joining a support group. But it genuinely did not work for me. I don't like getting too emotional. And anytime they are, they are someone else sharing a, a story, a story that I find emotional, tough. I didn't like the feeling it was evoking in me. So for that, I chose not to... I think I only went to one session and I decided that's not for me. So I didn't go to such communities where there are people with maybe my kind of injuries and they're going through their journeys. I was genuinely not able to join such a community. So what I did instead was... I have these friends of mine they, we've grown up together, they know me well, I know them well, and they know things I like, I know things they like. Anytime I would be feeling down or something, someone would come up, maybe they know I like dancing or something. They would come, come with some nyamachoma or some niceties, some, and you would have just a nice, rowdy event in the house. And just be rowdy, be guys, maybe play PlayStation, compete, such things. And by the time that is done, my mind is back to living again because it's those communities that you live around with that really sometimes give you direction when you can't see none in front of you. So that's the approach I took. Uh, I was not able to join a community of people with my kind of injuries. That's really interesting because in one of your Toastmaster speeches, you talked about mental health and how it affects men. 
what was your experience with that and because you didn't want to talk about it so how yeah. did you vent how did you release what you were feeling yeah yeah so one of my releases was that the kind of parties we had with my friends but i am happy that mental health issues are being talked about more and more and more more people are embracing it they are talking about it they are cause as a society we need to embrace this we need to keep talking to each other my group of friends we do that for each other when someone is happy we do it together when someone is not happy we do it together we show up for each other i know it's not everyone who can say they have such a community i'm happy and i am lucky to have such it's highly encouraged in fact we took it from the late bob colimo they had a boys club and we felt that's a good thing so we even gave our friendly our group a name sorry i'll not share it to you, but <laughs> we gave it a name and decided and decided uh, this is going to be our group and we supposed to do this life together as a group so when we are going through challenges or when you're going through happy times i know there are a few close guys who can come up and take me through whatever it is that i feel is good or challenging another thing uh during my recovery period this long journey there are times when i didn't used to go out much and for my friends life continues they still have to go to work they still have to tend to their chores so there are times when i would find myself not with people such times one of the things i used to do was journal i used to write about my experiences so i have this long list of short stories that i experienced that i observed or witnessed during this recovery journey of mine i i have started sharing them i took to smasters for that reason so every once in a while i would pick a story from there and tune it to the event of the day or occasion of the day and share i like it being comical or funny or a happy story despite sometimes it having some deeper meaning that may be a bit serious but i think people embrace happy stories more than tough stories when a story however tough it is when it's told in a happy way it makes more impact than a story that is told in a sad way at what point did you realize that life needed to go on for you in terms of like work because the accident happened on you an adult right yeah. it was past your university education yeah. Yeah. yeah so at what point did you start picking up the pieces and trying to figure out what to do next with your life yes yeah, so for one year after my injury it was too difficult to get back to work it was uh, the body just refused it was not possible at all so for that one year i was taken care of by my family but after one year i had i had this opportunity to attend a leadership forum uh, it's called yali at ku it was boarding for a month 
and they were talking about just young people taking up leadership roles. There, despite being on my wheelchair, I realized there are communities that can accept me as a guy on a wheelchair. Despite my challenges, sometimes we have a three-hour lecture, but being on my wheelchair and my uh, my special needs, so to say, for instance, I may need to go to a, the bathroom more than normal, I realized people can accept me like that. And that's when I decided, mm, maybe I can go back to work. Luckily, I got a job that was flexible. I would work for like three, four hours. So for the second year after my injury, that's when I started getting myself out there. I would get driven to work, work for three, four hours, and then go back home or go to physio. Or So after one year, that's when I was strong enough, so to say, to get back to work. And what do you do now if you want to share? I manage projects, real estate projects. So most of the times you'll find me in construction sites. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, despite working on my walking sticks, yeah. I, you'll mostly find me at construction sites. So because you're on two walking sticks, yeah. do you like pay very close to attention to what the ground is made of? So, because I feel, you know, you can feel your body move from side to side. You can feel you're comfortable when you're walking straight. I have this feeling all the time that I may fall. I allowed my mind to absorb that and I've taken it up. For that reason, I'm always very careful when I'm walking. I don't fall. I don't want to fall, but I feel like I may fall. So these walking sticks are supports but they also slide. Uh, a surface may be, maybe there's some water or something, they can easily slide. So for that, I need to be able to react quickly, maybe support myself with one, when one has <laughs> decided to run away. There are also some children who decide to, that's an interesting thing, and they'll come and grab my walking stick and run away with it. So for such situations, I try and be ready. Anything can happen at any time. So if it's a slippery floor, I'm careful. If it's on the grass, I'll be careful. If it's somewhere there are stones and rubbles in the construction sites, I am always careful. I try and be as careful as possible. I can imagine, though, that sometimes it always doesn't go according to your plan. So would you say that you have slips and falls? And if so, how do you get up after that like what is the experience of that so literally i will fall every once in a while and i can only laugh about it or joke about it and find something funny about it as i pick myself brush myself and keep walking uh, generally in life so is life i think we all have some ups downs sometimes you're happy sometimes you're not happy Sometimes you're venting. I say we have to embrace each of the seasons of our lives. Yeah, I think I like to take it as it comes, day by day. Yeah. And what, what would you say your life mission is now? Because I can imagine surviving a very traumatic 
accident, you have a new lease on life. So what's this new life experience like for you? What's your main thing, your mission? Well, I am not sure I would put it that way, but I consider my my accident a life-changing experience. But my mission has always been to contribute to society positively in ways that, let's just say, to leave a legacy, so they say. A lot has changed over this journey. My mindset, this journey has taught me quite many lessons, taught me to be patient, taught me to embrace the process. We, we have goals, we have aspirations, we want to achieve them now, now, but as my physio, as my rehabilitation journey has told me, it, it don't get results instantly. Sometimes it will take a day, sometimes it will take a month, sometimes it will take a few years. So I have goals, I have aspirations, which I hope to maintain, which I hope to achieve. I am not sure I am ready to share that today. That's okay. But I am still on it. Yeah. And... Despite working on two walking sticks, I am still, I still see the goal ahead and I'm working towards it. And yeah, we'll get there. Well said. Thank you. And what is something that you absolutely hate about living with a disability? What absolutely grinds your gears? The stairs. People staring? <laughs> I don't I don't I am yet to master how to Did you mean stairs like eyes or stairs like steps? No, eyes. Eyes, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, people looking at you. I would like to just go on with life. Yeah, just like the normal guy. Long time ago I remember I just used I love dancing. Well, I still do dance every now and then. One thing about dancing on the dance floor is you disappear amongst a crowd of people. And you do your thing, you enjoy yourself proper, and then you come out and continue with life. I miss that. I miss that not being conspicuous. Just being a normal guy doing their normal tasks, achieving their goals or chasing their dreams without attracting too much attention. Now when my sticks knock the ground once, someone looks again, another person looks again, another person looks. That's my biggest struggle with this, but it's workable. It's not something that I would say will stop me from uh, showing up to an office or something. I have accepted it and I work around it and um, it's just something that in the background I know, ah, just, just, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Would you tell someone, like if someone is staring, would you say stop staring or stop looking? No. No, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> okay. And you But I say hi. I would say hi. Okay. Hi. Nice. You're good. Uh, something like that. Nice. Yeah. You mentioned interacting with children quite a bit, and children are very blunt. When they come up to you and they ask you about your walking sticks, what do you say? How do you explain? Well, I've always had a soft spot for children. I love children. I like playing with children. So anytime they are uh, they're around me and they have questions, we chat. I am... Um, I find it easier to share my story to them in a nice, 
topical way without going into details a way that they will understand and fulfill their curiosity without bombarding them with unnecessary unnecessary too much information uh, so children you get along i am happy and with adults do you feel seen by adults do they just talk to you as normal and if so do does anyone ever ask straight up like a stranger what happened or why the the two walking sticks or do they just get into conversation and blend with it not much people don't ask much but i think they are they are intelligent a bit they can tell someone who wants to share a story sometimes some people ask you'll whatever is on top of mind at that time you'll share if there's nothing that you feel comfortable to share at the time because there are sometimes that i shared a story and and it was shared in a second in a second how do you call it a second language and it mm-hmm. lost the initial meaning and by the time it was getting back to me it was a bit distorted so i decided not to be sharing it unless it's in controlled spaces so to say around people i know and when i share i share it with clarity so that there's no misinformation out there yeah i only ask because i find that sometimes we pretend we're not seeing people with disabilities and then i feel that people always have this thing on their face like they want to know they you yeah. know yeah. at least that was my experience you can see it from the stairs exactly the curiosity it just shows exactly so a lot of people know that um a lot of african societies are not very accommodating for people with disabilities what do you feel are things that we as a society need to do to improve on this okay one of my experiences so so to say is parking spaces for normal abled people their parking spaces are not usually blocked but for those ones reserved for people disabled they always put something at the front so when i arrive and there's no watchman around i have to get out of the car my walking sticks go pull a big log out of the entrance to the parking space get back to my car and what the please don't do that maybe you just just put a sticker there that shows it's a parking reserved for disabled and trust that our fellow kenyans will not take up the parking spot because it's reserved for but putting a barrier it becomes it takes the sense of reserving the parking because it's sometimes I'll park somewhere else because I don't need to first of all get out of the car and go pull a big log out of the parking space but anyway I appreciate the gesture of them putting up a, a reserved parking space because that distance that they spare us from that very far parking space to the mall much appreciated it saves me some more energy that i can do some more and i appreciate that society is taking note of people with disabilities uh, there are quite a number of things that have been set aside for people living with disabilities uh, i've seen there are opportunities and that's a good step 
Now, one thing they can consider is the different people with different kinds of disabilities. And so different disability, different needs. Maybe a blind person may need something different from a person with a physical disability to a deaf person. So I saw a community that deals with such but I'm yet to sign up or join and see the inner workings of it, but hopefully sometimes in the future I may. Nice, so more communities. Yeah. All right. And what would you advise someone who may be in a similar situation or just be coming into disability? What advice or encouragement would you give? A similar situation would mean someone who was abled and then they suffered an accident or yes. something happened and yeah. they are transitioning to living with their disability. First of all, before you accept, give it your all. If it's physio, if it's try your best and follow the doctor's instructions to the letter. Then from a clear conscience, having known that you give it your all, you accept and live with what you get. And... Life is for the living, and you're alive. Make the most of it with your current circumstances and situations, and we'll see where this takes us. Oh, that's so nice. That's so well yeah. said. Thank you. <laughs> so as we close, what's a saying that you live by? A saying that I live by. I like this one. And it goes, the future is unwritten, Remember to carry your pen. Nice. Don't allow someone to write your story. <laughs> and so carry your own pen and make sure you write your own story. Express yourself as much as possible. And yeah. Live life. Wow, that is so powerful. Is it? It is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity and i keep doing what you're doing i'll follow the podcast and i have seen some of the stories you've shared before very powerful and i'm sure i included we are inspired thank you for what you're doing for this community and keep doing it wow thank you so much and as he said there's so many fantastic episodes please go back and listen to all of them this is the seventh episode and i've been your host Wamboy k Please follow, subscribe, and like this podcast. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Disclaimer. The content provided in this episode of the Unseen Life Experience podcast is for informational purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the podcast, its host, or any affiliated parties.